When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And you have it like open all the way, like Scarface style. That's how you look like. <laughs> it's a zip up, you prick. And I don't know if I want to wear it all the way up like this. <laughs> You should, because now you look like you're ready to do something. Let's, let's do the. Oh shit, we started. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jake's just over here talking shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Go natural, ahead, natural, uh, natural. So, welcome back to another episode of Whisker Fanatics Friday Night Packer Packer Special. Uh, we have Simon with us tonight. No Bryant. Uh, fuck that guy. He's fired. Um, Max. Yeah, he's fired. Um, so I wanted to start the show like this. I was thinking about this today and there was a football game last night between the Raiders and the Rams and the Rams looked freaking dead. They looked dead. They had a quarterback that was there for two weeks. who has been getting passed even... around the league. No, more than, dude, more three than... days. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. He got there on he, Tuesday. He got there on Tuesday, but he yeah. played on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so two days. You said two weeks. Oh, sorry. Meant two days. Sorry. Okay. It's been a long two weeks. Um, yeah, he's been there for a few days. He comes in, leads a 98-yard touchdown drive to win the game. Like literally one of the most improbable things I think I've ever seen in my life in an NFL game. So for all the people that are out there writing the Packers off out of their playoff chances, just know, like Tyler and I have said a million, million times, if if it's going to happen, you know, there, there's nothing's impossible. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So even if the, the chance is 1% or 2%, there's still a chance. And we have Aaron freaking yeah. Rodgers, and his, his thumb should be getting healthier as we go on. Christian Watson's looking like a star. We have Romeo Dubs trending in the right direction. I mean, we have so many things to be excited for right now. I will go over a stat that I – or I got I got a meme the other day that I went, was going over, and it talks about our playoff chances if a couple scenarios happen. Now, obviously, we're going to need some help, but we'll get to that – that conversation when we get there but uh what'd you guys think of that game last night did you watch that simon dude i had to be up at 3 45 this morning so that's i watched i watched about half of it and then i fell asleep (laughs) 
So you watched the half where the Raiders that, were doing yeah, good. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that nothing <laughs> happened. That was uh, one of those scenarios where like you go to bed and you're like, all right, we'll see how much the Raiders won by tomorrow, and then it's like, yeah. oh, they lost. Lol. Yeah, that's what I, I woke up I to this morning. It was like their fourth game where they led by 13 or more points and lost. It was uh, it was the fourth game where they it was like they led at halftime. Or oh, it was something about uh, a yeah, double digit lead at halftime and or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like how disgusting. It was like the most team most since 1930 or something. Holy shit, I did not see that actually. That yeah. is see? actually I forgot they, it's just another thing. That's one another one of those things where like it might only happen once every hundred years, but it happened this year. So it happens, it can, but... you know, all that stuff that can only happen one or two percent of the time. Why not? Why not twenty twenty two to be that one or two percent? Yeah, why not us, right? Why not us? Um, There's literally been teams that have snuck into the playoffs under 500 and and won a playoff game. What was the Seahawks and Saints? Like, uh, it was this was a while back, probably like 2012 or something. Yeah, where the Seahawks won their division at seven and nine, and they played the Saints in. New Orleans, I believe. No, 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 no. it was in Seattle. Uh, it was in division Seattle. Winner, you get a home game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but still, like, shoot, I'll take a fucking playoff game. Yeah, shit. You never know, right? Um, <laughs> Tim's cheering for the Lions. It, uh, Tim, I am not cheering for the Lions since they're technically ahead I was gonna of us. Say, honestly, at this point, like, we're not catching the division, so, like, yeah. the Vikings might as well win out. I just want to sneak in, so... Who cares? If the Vikings want to have false hope and go into it and lose their first game, let them let them do it. I would I love really to see a, San Fran in the first round so badly. I don't know anymore. If they still had Jimmy G, I really think that San Fran would freaking pound the Vikings. I really do. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see what, what's up with Purdy. Um, I agree, fuck the Vikings, but I'm not cheering for any team that's ahead of us, technically, since we lost to them. And I know we play them again, but we need them to lose as many games as possible before that point. Right. So um, with that being said, Isaac said, Bustin feels like throwing to us like Jay Cutler. He does, and that's, that's a good thing the only, for us, right? That's not the only passing of the guard that we're going to in the Bears-Packers rivalry. It's it's not it's Randall Cobb again anymore. Now it's it's Christian Watson again. Oh, don't go there, <laughs> man. Uh, you you can right. take over if you want, buddy. Go ahead. Christian Watson is the first star, so go ahead. Simon's got our first star of the week. It's Christian Watson. Of course. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it was a couple late touchdowns, right? Like we were kind of stalling out on offense a lot, and it didn't look very pretty to kind of start the game. Uh, but, yeah, man, the last month for Christian Watson has been unreal. I was just typing it out um, to kind of argue with someone, but 300, 300 and some yards receiving, 50 yards rushing, and eight total touchdowns. How nasty is that? That's turned that's on insane. for Watson. Nice. That's clever. I like it, Isaac. And I'm gonna yeah, have some just, stuff on on Watson when we talk about the touchdowns in the recap, bud. And I'm I'm sitting here like kind of trying to trying to be conservative every week. Like, okay, eventually he's gonna he's gonna slow down, right? Right. Like it, even after his three touchdown game in uh, against the Cowboys, yeah. you're just like, when when is it? When is he gonna slow down? When is it gonna slow down, bro? He's been his month has just been insane. You went three, and that, two, one, two. Yeah. In the last four weeks on touchdowns. And uh, I forget which someone had Christian Watson touchdown, so I'm not trying to take away. I got both of them, so yeah, I, I'm not gonna take that away from you. And we're gonna talk about him as he stands for rookie of the year, where where we think he stands. Yeah, too, so we're gonna talk a lot about him today. 
but just what another stellar game for for the young guy. That that's four weeks in a row. I think we've had it on our top three. Oh, easily. He was yeah, he was been number one a few times. Obviously, yeah. the three yep. touchdown game and <laughs> has giving us Rogers every the game. Phone. Every game just... Watson has, it's giving Rogers the phone of youth. I mean, it gives them something else to enjoy to play with, you know. Uh, if Watson was healthy all year, he'd be rookie of the year beyond what a lobby is at now. I mean, it's tough to say. Wait, wait, to, yeah. wait till you hear the odds from Caesar Sportsbook. So I'm going to say because that that's the one that I rely on the most. It, it is tough to say because he didn't have training camp right, and he didn't play any of the preseason games. So it's tough to see how much mm-hmm. he would have grasped out of the playbook and stuff. Um, the Bills game is really the only one that I'm bummed about. Because he got knocked out of that one really early. Yeah, that and that was that was like a that was the ref decision, right? Where the, it looked like he got concussed and it was right no, after the, the, the team kept him out because he got the wind knocked oh, out of him. Yeah, okay. They wanted that's to make sure was. That, that was the week after his concussion, so yeah. they wanted to make sure that he wasn't yeah. concussed, but it was actually that he had the wind knocked out of him. So that was more of a so, yeah. That was a, that was a bummer. So, yeah. All right, Jake got our second star. Yeah. Uh, newly found dad strength for A.J. Dillon. I mean, good God, this guy is just a monster now. Uh, 18 carries, 93 yards, a touchdown. That's a 5.2 average. And he had three receptions on three targets for 26 yards. That's an 8.7-yard average. So uh, I'm going to get into a couple of Dillon plays. I picked a couple of Dillon plays for offense, so I don't want to go too crazy talking about him. But, man, A.J. Dillon is looking really, really good right now. Cody, I'm going to write that down. Put negative comments that people made about Christian Watson before his highlights. Ooh. I like that, Cody. Listen, like all right. That. Listen, because so people watch, people like our show and they like our page because we are positive focused. So positivity, optimistic, that's the way that we do our analysis. Now, what we also tend to do because we want I'm like I can't say that we can force people to change but we want people to recognize the need for change when it comes to negativity so we call out that negativity as well so so you know it might sound a little harsh and it might sound like oh it's not very positive to be calling people out it's also not positive to be just trashing and bashing players all the time so great you know we're, we're also calling out that negativity so um, just so that people can realize that there's different points of view that you can have with it. So I feel like you you can be negative too, and also like it's I don't know like when you guys are at work and something bad happens, you don't sit there and just I don't know maybe this is just I don't know what you guys do for a living necessarily, but when something bad happens, you offer a palpable change to to that problem as well. So it, what are you of, like? I think someone in I was having this argument with someone last week or something and he's like, it's not whining, it's criticism. And I think there's a, there's a very different way yeah. you word things when you criticize something rather than you mm-hmm. just complaining or whining about it. Right. Yeah. And the, and the, the bottom, you know, the, the differentiator between that is that one of them is just complaining and putting the circumstances on outside sources. Whereas the other is, looking for ways to improve in the future and that's the way that we try to do it so we look for the ways to improve all right so our third star is alan lazard um i have a a handful of underrated performers 
That's just the way that I did it this week because I couldn't pick one. So I have three underrated performers after Alan Lazard. So Alan Lazard, five catches for 67 yards. Two of his five catches were on third downs. Um, just very consistent Alan Lazard. Um, on the season, he's got 45 catches. 36 of them are for first downs. Five of them are for touchdowns. All right. So out of 45 catches, 41 of them either resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is an insane stat. <laughs> I mean, he really he, wait, I have Watson's too. He's, he's looking more like Lazard of last year, which is kind so of what cool. we expected with this offense is they're starting to hit their groove now. Yeah, it's I just standard about to get Romeo Dobbs back on Monday night, and I'll be at that game. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that game. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going. I'll be sick. Yeah. All right. So, underrated performers, I have three. One is Keyjohn Nixon, and Jake's going to talk about special teams, so I'm only going to say two things about him, that he had the game-sealing interception and that Rodgers gave him a ton of credit by saying that he used to and he's not, he wasn't trying to um, throw shade at anybody when he said it. He's like, I used to hope that when guys caught the ball in the end zone, that they would stay in, take a knee, not bring it out. He said, when I see Key, referring to Keyshawn Nixon, when I say Key back there, I want him to bring it out. That's the difference that Keyshawn Nixon is making on special teams. Jack, uh, Jake's going to talk more about him later. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to throw out Dean Lowry for blocking a field goal. Um. Just wanted to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Tom, I feel, needs to be in this conversation. Yes, very yes. nicely done. Very nicely done. <laughs> Rodgers was not sacked once this week, mm-hmm. and Zach Tom didn't know he was starting until Friday. Oh, my God. Remember, uh, yeah, Bakhtiari yeah, had, his David Bakhtiari had an emergency surgery. And his girlfriend had a baby. Yeah, that too. That so was probably a stressful weekend for her. Damn. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. My water broke. He's in surgery. <laughs> yeah. My water broke. Mine did too. <laughs> That's your appendix. Shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, Simon, what two plays stood out to you from the Packers' offense against the Bears' defense? Uh, so the one I want to talk to you, talk about the most was uh, I love the the call to go for it for two after after Christian Watson scored. So they were up 26-19. It really makes sense in essence instead of just kicking the field goal or the PAT, go for two, stick them up nine, and that's a two-possession game. So even if they get the ball back, they have to go down score, and then they have to get the ball back and then kick a field goal to win the game. And I think there was like four minutes and 20 seconds or so left, if I'm not mistaken. So I love the call. And also the play call was gorgeous. Just play action, boot, Mercedes Lewis open. He just wide open. Wide. He just snuck yeah. Yeah, wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I loved it. Um I love the call. I love uh, going up two scores, and that was basically – it felt like the dagger to me. Like, there was just no way they were coming back. There was 151 yeah. left. Oh, 151 left. I think oh it was God. like – I thought there was more time, too. So did I. It was, it was four yeah. minutes when we got the ball. Back. When we got the ball, that's oh, what it was. Okay. Yep. And um, oh, I, was, I lost my train of thought. 
Oh, I was just going to say uh, where rather if we just didn't go for two, then that leaves the door open for the Bears just go for two if they score for the win. So I, I love the aggressive play calling, and it seemed like uh, I was reading an article that said their special game coordinator assistant or something, I forget his actual position, was in Matt's ear about going for two, like the whole whole time while uh, they t- they were in timeout waiting to score. So, yeah, yeah I kind of love it. I'm in. I'm in. All right. What else uh, you can you guys go? I, I forget what you guys had. So I got Watson's touch. I got a couple. I got a couple things written down. Would Jake? Would you get? I. I'll you just can go. go. Yeah, I'll, just I'll go, go and That's then we'll saying. come back. Go. To All right. So the first one I'm going to talk about um, is a play that I was watching, and I I literally was just sitting there in my living room. I'm like, holy shit, that was sexy. <laughs> like that's literally how I described the play. And we've seen the pony package a lot this year, and we expected that, right? the two running backs right next to Rodgers, you know, on either side. They put them on both sides, right? So out of the pony package, the versatility is just insane. We've seen fake handoffs to Jones, uh, throws to Dillon's, vice versa. Um, We've seen uh, play actions to Dillon, and then they just swing it over to Jones right away. I mean, there's just a number of things that you do to create mismatches in this. And the play that they ran that I'm talking about is they fake hand it off to A.J. Dillon, and he flips it to Aaron Jones, and I'm just like, oh, hold on a second now. That was – he did it in, like – I don't know why I thought it was so sexy. Maybe because Rogers is just like – he's just so, like, the master at this shit, man. Like, he just makes it look so smooth and so easy. And it's like when he does a great play action, he fakes out the camera. He pulls the right? camera, yeah. It's like, god damn, that was a good-ass play action. He got that man from way up there. And he has, like, an eagle's eye view, you know. So it's like for him to fake that and flip it, like, I love that versatility because now it's just getting the wheels turning in those linebackers' heads. Like, I don't know what's coming right now, but I know that either one of these two motherfuckers are getting the ball. He's running past me and he's running me over. So, pick your poison, really. And it's a hesitation, too, that it creates. Right. And they started, and, you know, Tyler's going to talk about this, too. They started doing, you know, fake jet sweeps out of the pony package mm-hmm. now. So, I mean – Good God. That's and you know, people are talking about Rogers retiring. I was just having a discussion on it in another chat. Seeing all this this you know versatility with all these different formations and the offense starting to really, really get going in the last couple of weeks. I don't care about opponents. I don't want to hear that bullshit. You know, whether who we're playing or not, we're starting to get going. That's why I personally think Rogers isn't isn't gonna retire. That's just what I'm gonna say about that. So my next play is the AJ Dillon touchdown run. And I'm actually going to go back to a comment, and it was from Isaac, and he said, Lazard's blocking is so underrated. You want to talk about whose blocking is underrated? It's Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, yes, sir. Bro, he had two massive blocks in this game. that sprung two touchdown runs. Yep. Just straight up, man on man, like, get over here, little man. <laughs> and this play starts out with a stack with, with Watson and Watkins up top, right? Watkins ahead of Watson. And this is where I started talking about the the jet sweep fakes, which set up the, the later touchdowns. So on this play, you have the stack up top. You have Tanyan close to, to Nyman on the line, and you have Lazard one-on-one down low. So if you look at the coverage, you can tell that it's man, man defense. So automatically, Rodgers is looking at this, and he's just like, hold on a sec. This, this shit might work. And, you know, there was this just an article put up by Wisconsin Sports Heroics that, yeah. oh, he's he's trying to sabotage 
I don't think he's trying to sabotage you, freaking moron. So, anyways, that he he puts Watson in, in motion, fake jet sweep, and he hands it off to AJ Dillon. The entire line is perfectly blocking, and I'm so glad that you brought up Zach Tom because he was the first human I noticed on this play, just manhandling whoever's on the edge for the Bears. And then you look at Sammy Watkins, and you you guys ever seen the video of uh, Vince Lombardi where he says, "You got a black here, got a black here, Grand Valley," mm-hmm. and that's literally what you saw in action for A.J. Dillon. And then he's just one-on-one with a guy that's 50 pounds lighter than him. And obviously you saw what happened. He tried to go for a piggyback ride instead of tackling him. <laughs> so, I mean, what a what a great play call. Watson is already already striking fear with even handing the ball mm-hmm. off to him. Oh, yeah. Look at what that creates. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm it's gonna, just it's amazing. It. Uh, that was a little long-winded. I apologize for that, but. God, that, that was it was beautiful to watch. All right. So I'm gonna to respond to a couple comments before I go. <laughs> First one is Isaacs, who said they're gonna deconstruct Soldier Field after this year and replace it with a Rogers statue. What they should do is when they're ready to demolish it, Rogers should get to push the button that sets off the dynamite. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Bernard, I want to adjust a couple of his comments. He said Rogers looked old. I don't think he looked old. Honestly, what I noticed with this game is that Rodgers looked like he was having fun. Yes. Um, and then Watson is a beast. You're not going to hear any arguments from us on that. We we can see it. Um, so, for me, I have two plays, the Watson touchdowns. First one, he scored on fourth and four. So, um, he had one fourth down conversion and one third down conversion. And Rodgers talked about Chicago having safety help most of the game. So like Jake said, that Christian Watson is already to the point where he's drawing extra attention. He's 10 games into his career, and he's already drawing safety help over the top. Now, when you're in the end zone, obviously you can't put any help over the top because there's a big white line that's out of bounds. True. So, you know, it helps um, It helps Alan Lazard, which is actually something that Bryant brought up during the game was that Watson's speed and extra attention going to him helps Lazard, which helps the offense. So, you know, it's it's the kind of question that, you know, begs to be answered, which is if Watson was healthy all year, would the offense be better? Would some of these games be different? Um, the one game that I will say off the top of my head that I would say would have been a win instead of a loss is the Commanders game, um, just by being able to get the ball moving a little bit more. Um, but other than that, like, I'm not going to go back and – you know, look at, you know, what would this game have done? What would this game have done? What would this game have done? Um, Bernard Rogers is going to start until the Packers are mathematically eliminated. And even after that, he still might. Um, we're listening to Goody talk about Jordan Love and say that we, we've we seen enough to know what to do with his option. That, in my opinion, tells me that they're already picking up his option regardless. Yep. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> and then... We get to um, second touchdown. They So they ran the fake jet sweep twice, actually. Uh, they ran it once with Watson coming from Rodgers left to right, and they did the fake, you know, they did the fake touch pass, and then Rodgers handed it off to Dylan for the first one that scored a touchdown, and then the second one he handed off to Aaron Jones, and I think it was like a seven, seven or eight-yard run. Then they went back to it again, and they run it to Watson, and he's just – absolutely gone and so (laughs) he's actually tied with aaron jones with two rushing touchdowns on the season 
That feels wrong. <laughs> I don't know, it's just so funny to me because well, no one no one would think that. Like going to right? the We definitely didn't. I think we had Do, do you want to hear it? Did, did you ahead. see a stat that Zach Lowe put out, bro? Did you see mm-hmm. it? Maybe. Um Aaron Jones has one carry inside oh, yeah, the five that. five yard line. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that is not okay. I want to know how many years. how many plays we've ran inside the five because, like, thinking of all the touchdowns the Packers have scored this season, a lot of them are not within the five yard line. Well, right. I can tell you the the Lions game, yeah, right, we had <laughs> King. Yeah, yeah, that might be the game he had the one carry for like negative one yard too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Hmm. I would so, have to go back and look. Christian Watson yeah. has now scored nine touchdowns on the season. Six of them are in the left corner of the end zone. That is the Christian corner. Six out of his nine touchdowns are in the left corner. That's the Christian corner. And we coined that, so nobody steal that shit because we came up with it. <laughs> this, guy. this guy. All right. Go ahead, Simon. What else do you want to say about the offense? I, I, I think, I mean, it's not really the offense necessarily, but it gets the ball moving. One thing that I, I kind of mentioned, it was really interesting to see Nixon taking like every single kickoff out of the uh, – it was like nine yards deep. And mm-hmm. it, I'm pretty sure the, the Packers just told him to go. Like if you get if you catch the ball, just go. Yep. And that's what it seems like. And sometimes it worked, right? Sometimes you got past the 25 and you sometimes – He's got the Kyle Korver ultra green light. Yeah. But I I thought it was very interesting to see him take it out of the end zone, just no matter where he caught, he caught it. All right. Should I just go to it, Tyler? (laughs) Should I just go to that, that stat I found? Do it. All right. So this is also from Zach Krause. This guy just gets all the stats, man. He's crazy. Uh, one of my favorite people on the Twitter. Yeah, I, I follow him too. Um, Keyshawn Nixon ranks second in the NFL in kick, r- kick return yards, 617. Trails leader by three yards. He hasn't even been returning like the entire year for us. Um, fifth in kickoff return average, 24.7. Trails leader by 1.1. <laughs> Would rank third in punt return average, 14, if he had enough to qualify. He also is first in PFF return grade. Bro, if this man is not re-signed, oh, also he's pretty good at slot corner. Just wanted to add that value in yeah. there as well. Yeah. Um, if he's not re-signed, I'm gonna be a little upset. Did you I'll see? Did you see the defense grades I sent you? I did, dude. We should fire Goody player. anyways, even though he brought in good players. Yeah. People are just stupid, man. <laughs> um. Isaac Amari Rodgers is going to have a good chance to play this weekend because Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are both out for the Texans. So yep. Amari Rodgers might get some burn this weekend for Houston. All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the offense? No. All right. Let's do some defense. Simon, what did you see from the Packers defense so, to you? Uh, so I kind of just took both, I guess, plays and just crumpled it into one. I think it was just Jair Alexander's up and down day. He was uh wow, heavily heavily ridiculed and by a lot of Packer fans. <laughs> Listen, all right. <clears throat> so I talked about it two weeks ago that I wanted to see more defensive back aggressiveness. And um 
two weeks ago I talked about defensive back aggressiveness. The EQ play, Jair tried to jump a route on a break, and that's how EQ got behind him. Was that? That, that, was, in the Q, that was in the Q Harry play, I think. Mm-hmm. Was that the EQ? No, no, no EQ was, literally no. just ran straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, one of the two that he gave up, mm-hmm. he tried to jump the route, and then it was like a double move, and that's how the receiver got by him. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm the fact that he still got back into the play to make the tackle and it wasn't just like a super deep touchdown. Like, I'm honestly, like, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm the EQ throw either. was like a perfect throw, and the Nikhil Harry catch was a little underthrown, but that was a great catch. Like, I give props to Nikhil Harry, he's had a rough go of his career so far, so good for him. And the Bears only got three points out of it, so. You know, I'm not super mad at it, especially for Jair taking a chance to try to to make a winning play. And right. it didn't end up turning into a losing play, obviously. So that obviously okay. helps. Um, see, David agrees with me. It was the EQ play. He no, it was play. definitely in the Keel Harry play. But it's okay. You guys can go check your eyes after this. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll watch it again. I thought it was the EQ play. <laughs> no, Nikhil Harry, he tried to yeah, jump the route. And that's, that's how Nikhil Harry got beat. But... That's how he got beat by Nikhil Harry. But EQ literally just ran straight. At least that that's what I saw. I don't know. Simon, did you see the um, same thing? I'm I don't know. I, now I'm now I'm starting to second guess myself. I don't know. We're all second. Yeah. All right. Give me either or give me one second. I can back to Simon. I, I will just go back to Simon and let him keep talking about Jair. <laughs> okay, I'll look I will look for it in a second. But yeah, it was just his up and down play, including including but like I was gonna agree with that, and that's kind of along the lines of what I was gonna say is I don't even think it was really a double move. I think Jair jumped the route, and either of the wide receivers that I'm gonna look up in a second um, noticed that he jumped it, and then you know Justin Fields was kind of in scramble mode because the time yeah. already kind of went by, so they just noticed no safety help over the top, so he just ran. So I mean, good play by the wide receiver. Um, and then, yeah, uh, man, I, I really think it was EQ now. Like, no. I really think it was. It was Nikhil <laughs> Harry because Nikhil Harry fucking... caught and he fell on his back. I remember watching that play and I was like, oh, damn, that shit had to hurt when he fell on his back, man, because he fell straight on that shit. And that was the one where Jair was running really hard to try to get back into it because he tried to jump it at first. I'm passionate I'm about this now. I'm passionate about it now. It's over now. <laughs> now I'm into this. What what quarter was that in? That was like the it was their last field goal that they had. It was the third so, quarter. You know, so the Nikhil Harry play was we blocked was, that field goal on on that drive. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Now look at it. It was thing. it was Nikhil Harry. I swear to God, it was Nikhil Harry. I swear it was. Because I remember the EQ, he literally just ran straight. And you were talking about the double move, and I think the double move was Harry. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We win the game. It, it so. was on okay, okay. so I, I think it was EQ <laughs> because it was uh it was a third down play and Jair went to jump the route at the sticks and then he just ran a go after Jair jumped the route. I mean he gave up two passes, so it's one of them. I got a fifty. <laughs> way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, he beat he beat EQ on another All one. Right. Like uh, he did. Anyway, um, tomato potato, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but uh, on the bright side, uh, even yeah. So like, I love seeing Jair's aggressiveness. It, you know, to try and jump routes and get these turnovers for the team. But uh, on the on the brighter side, uh, he did break up a really good wide receiver screen on the outside. Uh, I think it was to Valus Jones. You guys are getting old. Well, these two are both older than me, so whatever. What does that mean? None of us can remember anything. <laughs> it, Harry, it's been, I do it's been a long week, man. No, Claypool um, does not exist. Claypool does not exist. Well, he's he didn't end up. He didn't end up with a dud. He didn't. End he, up wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't. What did he have? Like one for seventeen. Um, did he have he two? Had, he had two. No, he had five for twenty-eight. Five. Five for twenty. He caught five passes. I think yeah. he caught two of them no, that got blown up on screens. So I think no, he had two that were negative. I do not remember him catching five passes. That is insane. I I, I do remember at least two of them. That's yeah. I, I remember like one of the Packers blew up two scrim or two screens behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. one of them I, was Jair. One of them Jair was Jair. Jair. Yep. Don't throw screens on Jair, by the way. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't fucking work. Um, I wanted to say oh, something. And about Claypool. Claypool had a fumble. Just throwing that. Oh out there. yeah, oh, and the fumble. He yep, he did. Just um, throwing that out there. I wanted to say something about Claypool. I think it's gonna be fucking hilarious. When the Steelers draft a wide receiver better than Claypool with their fucking second round pick, bro, <laughs> that <laughs> that argument I was having with that one dude. All right, so this oh, dude, remember God. that? Uh, did you see that? Yes, I yeah. saw it. <laughs> this dude. Okay, so everyone else, this dude was arguing that the Packers would have three more wins if they traded for Clay- Chase Claypool. Oh, I just thought that was the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, oh, I was man. like, "Where are you getting for this?" With a long of fifteen, David said for Claypool. I think the fifteen was the one where he fumbled. It was, uh, it, was his, it was the one he fumbled. That was the one he fumbled yeah. on. Yeah, I remember that now. God, I really did not remember him catching five passes. That's sad. Like I said, I think the two, I think two of them were screens for like negative three or four yards. Yeah, Jair blew one up, and I think uh, Rasul Douglas blew the other one up. It was like a third and four. So and the, e- the EQ pass was in the first quarter. Yep. Okay. Because that was early. So whichever that one that was. So Jair got the last laugh is the important thing. Yes. Agreed. And then yeah. So uh, moving on. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to think so hard. Anyway, yeah, hurt yourself, bud. I know. I will just yeah, send you the video. Is. I already found it on YouTube. So you're welcome. Did you? Yes, bro. It's right here. Did you send it in the chat? Let me look at it real quick. Um, right. But yeah, and then he ended up getting the last laugh. Now. It, while it was a really good interception by Jair, right? He he jumped the ball. It was kind of a lazy route by EQ. He came kind of a lazy really, throw by Fields. Too. It was all yeah. I agreed. I agree. I, I don't think maybe it was a late throw or he was expecting EQ to come back towards it more. But whatever the case, it was, it was good to see Jair go out on a high note after getting crapped on for three quarters of the game um, from Packer fans. Because if you don't, if you don't play perfect as a cornerback, you're garbage, I guess. And that's the other thing I don't get is like cornerback has to be one of the most difficult positions to play in football. Like probably right behind quarterback. I would, I would probably make that argument. I can see that. 
like you're instead of being proactive about something, everything's reactive. And you have to play it perfectly or you're getting yeah. flagged too. You're getting flagged or you're getting burned. Yeah. So, and, then, and then the internet is the worst place. The worst <laughs> fucking place after giving up yards or losing a oh, game. Yeah. Like, dude, imagine. Yeah, if Jair brutal. didn't get that in, it was going to be a bad day for him, bro. Agreed. So, I don't know. I don't – every now and – like, I think we had Alexander on our top three, like, three or four weeks in a row at one point. He was definitely in the conversation. So I don't. You got to understand that cornerback is gonna. They're gonna have an up and down, up and down games. Mm-hmm. It's just well, the nature of the position. I agree. With yeah. That. So I would. I'll take Alexander on our team every day of the week. Patrick Taylor has more lives <laughs> than a cat. Patrick Taylor, he's he's yes. Jawan Winfrey at running back. Honestly, true. He's the guy we call up when we don't have anybody else. Yeah, I like Patrick yeah. Taylor more than I like. I like Patrick Taylor more too. I actually don't. I actually don't hate. I have no ill will towards Patrick Taylor. Winfrey, I was always kind of like, yeah, this guy again. Uh. He Winfrey was always like a baller in the preseason, and then it's like, all right, Juwan Winfrey's got a chance. You know, we got guys out this week. Like this could be the Winfrey week, and then it's like one catch for four yards. Cool, think, cool, 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 cool. I think that's cool, what cool. did it for me is you know because he would he did do so good in preseason. Then when he was in the real game, it was just kind of like. Oh, you one of them, huh? You an open gym hooper, huh? All right. right. When we get to the game, you ain't shit, huh? <laughs> All right, Jake. What's it up to you from the defense? All right, I got three things. So I'm gonna put them in order how I have them in my head. So first I'm gonna talk about the return of Devondre Campbell. Um mm. I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of just brushing over that. I think it was important to have him back. I mean, he led the team in tackles, 10 total, six solo, and he was he was very, very sound. David said he's Blake Fields good against four stringers (laughs) I wonder if the game is still slow for him that's all I wonder Um, (laughs) uh, I feel like Campbell allowed Quay to play a little bit more sideline to sideline and Isaac brought that up um, in the the chat I think Quay having that being the mic for a few weeks when Campbell was out was good experience for him. Absolutely. And I want you guys to remember game experience because when I talk about my next topic, game experience is going to be a big topic I'm going to talk about. So Quay getting that game experience of being the guy, being the guy with the headset, it was awesome. Yeah. But I think I think him going back to his role, because he's going to be back in that role next year with Devondre Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devondre is still going to be the guy with the headset. He's the veteran. Yep. And I absolutely am okay with that allowed him a little bit more freedom. And I think he saw the game a little bit faster. And I I think with that, wearing the, wearing the mic that now that he's not wearing it, he's at least got in the back of his head, you know, like this is what the coaches are looking for from the linebackers, even though he's not communicating with them from every play. So that's where you bring up that experience and just knowing like how the coaches and the coordinators are thinking while Mm -hmm. they're on, while the players are on the field. I do think that that is, something that can help him develop. Agreed. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about Campbell, because I saw a lot of people talking shit after that fields run. And it's like, they filled their gaps perfectly. If you actually watch the play, it was just, you know, and we talked about this on Wednesday, Tyler, we can give credit to the other team. Right. And Simon brought it up last week, talking about the bears whole line was, is actually pretty good. I mean, you don't just run for those many yards for no fucking reason. It's not just Justin Fields breaking tackles and running past everybody. The old line is doing something. So I think they blocked that play perfectly. They filled the holes. They blocked that play perfectly. Nixon missed the tackle. 
It yep. happens. I was I wanted to talk about open field tackling. It happens. Yeah, yep. open field tackling was very important in the first half of this game. The Bears were making yep. them. The Packers were not. It yep. is what it is. So the next thing, you know, I, I talked about in-game playing time, right? I want to talk about Devontae Wyatt. <sighs> How many times is he going to have under 10 snaps? And we're going to look at the PFF grades, and we're going to see that he was number one. How many times are we going to see that? Not anymore this season, I don't think. I think the thing that's most frustrating for me, because, again, he was the highest-rated defender at 87.7. The thing that most frustrates me is they're, I feel like they're treating him like Kent, they treated Kenny Clark. And that's not a bad thing to develop your players. But when this guy's 24 compared to what Clark was his rookie year at 20 years old, you don't have time to do that. Let me Let me put this to you. I think this is going to be a one-season thing because I don't think there's a chance that Jaron Reed is back next year. I don't Him? think so either. No, he's not back. And um, Lowry restructured, so Lowry's probably back. But I think next year we're going to be looking at a starting lineup of Lowry, Kenny, and Wyatt with Slayton. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Slayton as the two primary fill-ins well see david that that's the yeah, argument that's, that's um, the, yeah i was just gonna say that like it's just it seems like every time he's on the field he does something he to make does he, he makes a really flashy play and mm-hmm. while we yeah we understand that he's still a rookie and that's pretty unsustainable mm-hmm. maybe I mean, I, I'm sure the coaches know what they're doing, so, right? Okay, let me I would just let like me to just double his snap count. That's all I'm That's asking for. We're gonna say, like, we're not asking for for Wyatt to take all of Reed's snaps, and you know, for Reed to right. play right. ten snaps a game. Like, just kind of increase him gradually. Like, yeah. say so Monday night. Say instead of ten snaps, play him 15, 17. I, Seventeen is literally my sweet spot because I saw him make a freaking play on third and short swim right over the guard and make the tackle. And I was like, our run defense is horrible. We need impact players up front. Why the fuck is this guy not playing more than nine snaps if he's making tackle in short yard of situations? I mean, that's really a thought I had in my head because you got a run first team. We are a horrible run defense. I mean, shit, I got some stats. You guys ready for some stats? Because this is – I do like stats. This is bad, bro. You won't like these stats. I'll tell you that. Yikes. So – I got this from SB Nation. Uh, they read a lot of good articles. If you ever, if they're you a branch of USA Today. In case yep. you didn't know that, yeah, they they they're good. Um, the Packers have struggled on defense this year, particularly in the run game. They've allowed 109 first downs on the ground under defensive coordinator Joe Barry, which leads the league. They also have conceded 2,012 rushing yards, second most, five yards per carry, fourth most, and 15 rushing touchdowns. Fifth most. Who has more? Houston? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just I just got that from there. Indianapolis, maybe. Yeah, I just got that from a section of their article, which was very well written in five yards of carry. Five yards of carry, two thousand rush yards, they give up the fifth most rushing touchdowns, the most rushing first downs. And you have a guy out there that can make a play 
on you know yardage, short yardage situations, and you're only playing them nine snaps. I mean, come on. To I me, like. I agree with David too that if he wasn't fresh, it wouldn't have happened at that high of a rate. Yeah. Like I do think that that matters, but I think with the Slaytons and um and Wyatt that I think you can rotate them a little more often so that you keep guys fresh. I think yeah. I brought that up actually like a month ago, just to to bring them in, keep them fresh, and tell them to go one hundred and seventy five percent every time that he's in, and and you know just play him a, a few plays per series. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all I have on him. I mean, going into next season, I'm comparing him to Kenny because he's a first round pick, just like Kenny. And I talked about Kenny last week and said I don't know why we're not moving him around. I believe Wyatt is a guy, you know, just like Slayton. We could put him right in the middle. We could put him on the end, and we could put Kenny on the end or in the middle, and we can really mix some shit up, mix some looks up. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, I just wish he would play more because I I think he has flash ability. Opponent rushing first downs per game. This is actually going to kind of tie into one of my things. Is Detroit, Houston, Chicago, then Green Bay, and opponent first downs rushing. Um, rushing yards per game. Packers are flip it. third. Houston and Seattle give up more Seattle. rushing yards per game. Interesting. And then let's do opponent rushing touchdowns per game. Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Seattle, Houston, Atlanta, and then Green Bay. Sick. I don't want to be mentioned in that breath. I'm so sick and tired of having a bad run defense. It's so (laughs) annoying. So annoying. Um, Isaac asked, do you think we invite Leonard for a DC interview after the season? No. No. I don't think he's coming to Green Bay. I think his opportunity was in 2019. He didn't take it then. He's not taking it now. I really feel that way. Honestly, like, and this is this is Wisconsin related. This is Jim Leonard related. Not anything with the Packers. I I seriously think Jim Leonard is going to take the year off. Yep, I 100% agree with that. He's just going to clear his head, and I think he's going to wait for a job to open up where he's like, that's the job I want. You know, I, th- I don't think he's, he's going to take a job that's to take a job. So I th- I yep. think he's actually going to take 2023 off, if I'm being honest. I think that's what he's going to do. I agree with that. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, like I said – oh, go ahead. You got one more? I, just want, I got one more. I wanted to talk about special teams <laughs> in a positive <laughs> so note. First, I, we do special teams last? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Special teams is its own facet. So I want to stick with defenses because, right, like, good, you good. brought up the rushing, and I want to do – I want to bring up third downs. Because the Bears were six of eleven on third down, they converted them pretty well. Uh, I want to give I want to give Cole Komet some credit. The Packers played one hundred percent zone in this game. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. And we brought this up when they played Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen that they play a lot of zone against rushing quarterbacks so that their back isn't to the quarterback. Um, so one hundred percent zone. I wanted to give Cole Komet credit for finding the holes in the zone twice. He had two of their six third down conversions. So that's a good step by him to go find those soft spots. I give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, kind of touched on it a little bit already, was the open field tackling. Guys are in the right spots. You just gotta make tackles, and it comes down to wrapping up and not trying to make arm tackles. That was a big problem a lot in twenty twenty. Um, last year was a lot better and I was happy about that, but now we're kind of back. So 
you know, it seems that years where we have terrible tackling and tons of missed tackles, that that's what gets defensive coordinators fired, even if guys are in the right spots at the right time. Uh, because, you know, I don't – It's we have two years of Joe Barry. One year of really good tackling, one year of really bad tackling. Mm-hmm. Which one do you decide as the outlier? Obviously, the trend is not going in the right direction. But you look at it, like I said, 2020, the Packers were not a good tackling team, and there was too many arm tackles. Yeah. Too many guys just trying to stick an arm out thinking that's going to slow down a guy like David Montgomery. We know it's not. We saw it happen in week two. I think he had nine broken tackles. So mm. Aaron Jones had eight, so I mean that was cool, but um <laughs> it's it's gotta it's gotta be better. Um Joe Barry, in my opinion, has a four-game audition for his job. And then after that, then we'll see if they do something different at defensive coordinator. But the way I'm looking at it right now is that he's kind of on the fence about whether the Packers are gonna keep him or not. And we're looking at some pretty good offenses. Because we're looking at the Rams, who just came back to win last night. Look at the Dolphins. That is a crazy offense. Looking at the Vikings. That's a pretty good offense. And the Lions actually have a sneaky good offense. Um, so David thinks 2021 is the outlier. It's, it's so hard because we've had, what, three different defensive coordinators in the last five years? Yep. Man. Yeah, Uh, defensive coordinator position in Green Bay is is like the offensive coordinator position for the Wisconsin Badgers where we just couldn't figure it out for how long. And now I feel like they actually do have the guy now. I'm very excited about that. But hopefully the Packers figure out the D coordinator shit because God damn it. Yeah. All right, Jake, go ahead and talk about special teams. Uh, So I picked special teams because I wanted to talk about something positive. I want to talk about special teams positively. And don't do Simon, it. That is refreshing. That's refreshing. Simon <laughs> maybe used my stat too early for it, but still impressive nonetheless. Uh, give a shout out to Mason. A lot of scrutiny. Um, no, he. I don't think he can walk up and just hit fifty-four yarders on a regular basis anymore. Yeah. No. Can I? Do I still think he has? He has the capability. Yes, I do. But he was two for two in this game. They were both massive. Um, he made both his extra points because that's important now because extra points are moved back. Um, and we needed all the points. And I wanted to point out, we blocked a field goal. I know we said hey. that before, but holy shit, we blocked a field I bet it's been goal. at least a decade. Bro, you know how good that felt? Oh, Did you yeah. see that? And then and it wasn't a, it wasn't us getting blocked. I was like, holy shit, we blocked it. Oh, my God. Like, it was crazy. Um, and then also Nixon. That guy's just he's a star on special teams like straight up how we feel about watson on offense you know when it, just get the ball in his hands and he's electric that's how i feel about nixon like when he when we we get the ball kicked to us i'm like all right here we go there he can go. break this one man he, he might go all the way and so, he just gets himself in weird situations man like there's like six people right here he's just like yeah I'll just go over here and just run around everybody it's like i don't know how he saw that but great job man <laughs> I just wanted to sh- you know, give a shout-out to special teams, man, because they've been really, really good the last couple of weeks, I think, at least. And they're trending up. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about the Packers-Bears game before we talk about Christian Watson some more? No. Um, Simon, you should talk about that, uh, that Rodgers quote that you just shared with us not too long ago. That's what I think. That's a great quote. Oh, the one about him contributing to – okay. Yeah. 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 
So I will. So the quote was, "It means a lot." We flipped the all-time series, flipped the all-time all-time wins for the NFL. Yeah, he said, "I have a lot of success against. I've had a lot of success against him. So I think a few years look back. Uh, a few in a few years, oof, man, you look back and you feel pretty good about your contribute uh, contributions to the rivalry. I, oh, I just love it, man." You think how dominant he's—he's been—he—he dominated the Bears in his career, and I don't even care how it ends. I don't care if he comes back next year, and I mean it's not going to happen. But the Bears sweep him next year and lose twenty-five, and and still be twenty-five and seven. Like you think about, yeah, you think about how dominant (laughs) dominant he's been over the years. And what is it like sixty-four touchdowns and like seven interceptions or something? Sixty-four and ten. 10. You, oh, you know, that's so nasty. If you take a step back and you really look at all the stats and the wins and you get, you know, if you, if you Google like the, the Packers versus Bears series and like you're on the Packers side and you see all the green, you're just like, yeah, I'd hate that motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah. Eight straight wins against the Bears for the Packers. And what was a crazy thing I saw? The Bears had like a 34 game lead in 92. And then or you know something happened? along those lines. I was born, and I'm the Packers' good luck yeah. charm. Nope, that's what happened. This happened, and then this happened. Yeah, true that. True that. So it's it's just, and you think about how cool some of those games have been too, like the Rodgers six touchdowns and a half, yeah. and coming back from the knee the injury. Come back from the knee injury, dude. That was Bro, such a sick game. He dropped a dime to Geronimo Allison on one. Fucking leg, bro. That's one of my yeah. favorite plays. Or the, the just playoff play. game, but it's Randall Cobb again. <laughs> yeah, like, it's Randall Cobb again. Game. Oh, and we have the, the fourth and eight to Randall Cobb. Cobb touchdown. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. I, I just don't like just thinking. Yeah, thinking back to some of the motion is what that is. Some of those games is just it's so memorable. One of his one of his touchdowns that didn't count, which still to this the day Adams one his best touchdown. Yeah. Where he dodged oh like God, seven people, throw. dude. He dodged so many people and threw a dot over two humans while jumping in the air. Are you fucking serious right now? Yeah, like that, what? That's probably one of my favorite throws of his career. To oh, be honest, ever. that's the best one he's ever made. I, I love the one too. Uh, and I was having this conversation with someone in the off season. Someone was like, "Rogers doesn't have that mem- that many memorable throws," and I was like. Like twenty in a row. <laughs> I was like, the one that I love this uh, to in Jacksonville uh, mm. back in like twenty fifteen. Pulled down and yeah, when he, he just like goes like it just flips into dude. That is honestly that's probably my favorite throw of his. Like I don't know anyone any other quarterback that can make a throw like that. The the throw in Detroit to win the game, the walk-off touchdown, like that throw yeah. was nuts. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I'm not knocking the throw because it's it was so a hard. Throw. Like just yeah. It, it uh, the fucking Cardinals playoff game oh. that series, dude. He was back, falling backwards. Janice. Oh my Bro, god. The fact that Jeff Janice went and got that touchdown still blows my mind. Bro, he went 100%. over Patrick Peterson and a safety. Bro, Pat, prime Pat Pete. Prime, prime, Pat Pete. prime Pat Pete, and we had yeah. our fifth wide receiver out there. And then we get comments like, "Did did Tay make Rogers? Um, no, no. <laughs> please." Uh, the the touchdown to Greg Jennings in the Super Bowl. Yeah, or oh, no, the God. third down pickup. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one, too. It went right over the fingertips. Was that Palomalo? Yeah, it was Palomalo. I think it was Palomalo. Right over – and Palomalo's a fucking Hall of Famer. Maybe the best safety I've ever seen. Him or Ed Reed, in my opinion. Um, I'd put him third. I'd put Ed Reed and Brian Dawkins above him. Put Dawkins above him? Dude, Brian Dawkins is a GOAT. Listen, I feel like Brian Dawkins is because he was cool looking and he he had giant muscles and he'd run around and knock your face off. But in terms of like playing football, I think I think Palomalo is more instinctive. I I mean, I'm not mad. I think Palomalo is just a little bit. I don't know. You think he's overrated? No, no, no. no, 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 That's how I was gonna say. Oh, okay. I was trying to guess. (laughs) I was like, whoa. I was gonna say he made some really flashy plays that I, I feel like. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's, it's hard to argue. That could be a good offseason season topic is to try to pick our top 10 Aaron Rodgers throws. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm da- you know, I'm down for that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm I want Simon to see this. I want Simon to see this. <laughs> I want to get him to say facetious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start the show next week with him saying facetious. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should um, do like a, a you should do like a game show thing head start on the packers as well actually so you should do like a, a game show well. thing out of it and be like all right we're all gonna <laughs> pronounce a really difficult word and you just flash brian that word <laughs> don't do yeah. names because tyler is good at names Tyler's really good at names dude tyler practices at home <laughs> that's why Tyler's right. good at names Let's talk. Let's talk Christian Watson, where he stands in the rookie of the year. There's no preview today because the Packers are on their bye week. Um, yep. See, David agrees with me. The Lions game winner bomb. Um, I'm going to go first. I let you guys I'm talk first. No, I'm going to talk first because I got yeah, some go good stuff. Go for it. So, I mentioned before, Alan Lazard's 41 out of 45 catches of his resulted in a touchdown or first down. Mm-hmm. Christian Watson has 25 catches on the season. 17 first downs and seven touchdowns. Oh my god. 24 out of 25 plays to him have resulted in a first down or touchdown. This is this is the reaction that you should get. That is nasty. now I wanna now I wanna go find the play where he didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> he had one catch that was like a nine yard catch on a was it like an out route? Well, yes. Oh, I think I remember. I think I, uh, he was like at he was like one yard short of the sticks, and he got tackled. Yeah, I think I remember. It was like a nine yard gain on like a second and ten. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna go Holy find it. Fuck. So he only <laughs> had one catch that didn't result in a score or moving the sticks, and he has two touchdowns, two re- uh, two rushing touchdowns. Now <clears throat> he he is sixth in receiving yards despite having two or three fewer games than all five of the guys above him. Mm-hmm. And listen to this. This is the difference in targets of all the guys above him. Oh, it's bad. So fifth place has 20 more targets. Fourth place has 21 more targets. Third place has 40 more targets. Second place has 53 more targets. And the first place in yards is Chris Olave. He has 57 more targets than Christian Watson. Now, I wrote down targets as well. You take those targets, even half of those, he has more yards and touchdowns easily. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Christian Watson has a higher yards per reception than all five of the guys above him. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Oh, it's... Now, Christian Watson is also first in touchdowns. 
He's got a two-touchdown lead on Jahan Dotson, a three-touchdown lead on Garrett Wilson, a four-touchdown Chris Olave, and none of them have any rushing touchdowns. So if you want to put him in the conversation for rookie of the year, I'm I'm fine with it. Personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys talk about where you think he's at before we give our rankings. Um, and then we'll do rankings at the end. But Christian Watson's got a case. It's gonna come down to the last four games, but over the last four, he's he's got a case to be made. Simon, what do you think about Christian Watson's case for rookie of the year? Uh I think it right now it's difficult as far as him actually winning rookie of the year or being in the race. I would say being in the race. Cause right now oh, I, I, I think he's games. in the race. Like you said, I, it's going to come down to the last four games. I, he missed a lot of time. Hmm. Um, there's a couple games and um, where he went out a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I would say right now he's definitely not at the top, but I think he's top five and you start thinking about it really hard at this point. Mm-hmm. If he's, if he has anything remotely close in his next four games as he's had in the previous four, I don't see how you can not give it to him. I if, agree. I, I or If he ends up scoring 16 touchdowns in the last I eight mean, weeks of the season, I don't see how you could not give him. I don't, I would, you know how hard I would just crap on everyone too. (laughs) The apology form wouldn't have Christian Watson on anymore. It would have the rookie of the year apology form. That's what Yeah, for real. I would, yeah. I mean, that's just unforeseeable. Right. right, and that's, that's if, he, if he scored the conversation. For it's the not something I would bet on. That's for sure. But I, I would think yeah, even I mean, if I was in Vegas, I might throw a twenty on it. If I'm, oh, I'd throw some money on it. I would. But, all right, Jake, what are you yeah. thinking? Uh, so you went over all the stats, right? So I, yeah. I'll go over what Caesar Sportsbook. I feel that like that's the one that I trust the most, especially when I would, when I go out to Vegas and I do my betting. I look look my shit up on there, right? Right now, as as the rankings go on Caesar Sportsbook, Garrett Wilson is first in odds, plus two. Really? Yes. Hmm. Tied for second is Walker from the Seahawks and Watson. Well, Walker has nine touchdowns. I get it. I understand. I have it written down. He has a four point seven yard average, and he has he has nineteen receptions on top of. 650 so he's been playing pretty mm-hmm. good so right now they're watson and walker are plus 230 tied for second third is olave at plus 450 so what that tells me is it's a three-man race if christian watson scores even one touchdown a game and oh one thing that i want to talk about before i did this wilson and olave have three 100 yard games receiving watson has two so he's close in that remark and he's blowing them out of the water in touchdowns. You can combine their touchdowns, and it equals his he's receiving He's still got two more. <laughs> and he has two rushing, exactly. So if I was to make a case for Christian Watson and with Walker being banged up right now, mm-hmm. if he scores one touchdown and say he has two 100-yard games and say Olave and Wilson only have one and he ties them and he blows them out of the water in touchdowns, I think he's going to walk away with it. I really do. It'd be hard for me not to give it to him. He doesn't even I'm, have to have two touchdown games, just one. Right. I'm surprised that Walker is number one 
because I personally would switch him at number four. I have Walker at number four. I oh, have really yes. He's he's banged up as part of it. He's got 765 total yards. Mm-hmm. Now you get to third. I have I have Christian Watson at third. Um, he's got the nine touchdowns, and then I have Olave and Watson tied at second. Olave has got the yards, and he has one fewer touchdown than Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is also on a better team, so he's got that going for him. If the Packers find a way into the playoffs, and Christian Watson is even just one touchdown and 75 yards a game over the last four games, and you're looking at rookie of the year, like he gets the edge over Olave in that in that aspect. Because the Saints are I mean, they technically still have a chance to make it because their division is awful, but True. I don't think the Saints are making the playoffs. If the Packers find a way to make the playoffs and Christian Watson was the catalyst of them winning a bunch of games, I don't see how you can not give it to him for that. And then number one, I'm really surprised that he's not getting a lot of love. I have Damian Pierce number one, actually. Damian Pierce currently would be my pick for rookie of the year. He has 1,000 yards rushing on a fucking horrible team and still six touchdowns. That's fair. So, personally, I would switch Kenneth Walker and Damian Pierce because out of the garbage heap that is the Houston Texans, like, Damian Pierce has been pretty damn good. Well, <laughs> yeah, that team's horrible. That's all I'm going to say, I guess. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty bad. All right, Simon, give me your rankings. Give me your rankings. How would you rank them right now? Um, I do – okay. Does he have a thousand yards? He's got a thousand. He's got a thousand yards. Really? That's actually, that's actually impressive. He's at like he's I, I, barely I, over a thousand. He's at like ten forty nine. I was gonna say last time I looked, he had like eight hundred something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's been a couple games. Probably. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, yeah. So, I guess going into last week I, is when I was really thinking about it. <laughs> David said more smoke just happened. That's what happens when yeah, I know. <laughs> It does. It does. I I think about too much shit. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's tough. Now that I, mm, <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Bacon? Huh? I asked Jake if he smells bacon. Yeah, I do. I would, I would that's why. You, that's why he wears those big old headphones to keep all the smoking. <laughs> that keeps the hamster in there. That's right. Yeah, it, has, the it has a filtration <laughs> system that goes out back. Um, yeah, we all have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it, it's <laughs> it's tough because actually, I, I really liked Kenneth Walker too. Um, yeah. All right, so I'll go. I have, I have Christian Watson at five right now. I think. Oh my goodness! What? You like guys that? are some haters, bro. No, I'm not even hating. I just, dude, he just missed too David much time. Alane, Pierce, Walker, Watson. I would right. switch Walker and Wilson. Okay. I, apparently, I'm a homer, but I'm going to let you I, I, Well, I'm not. I, dude, I, okay, so here's the way I'll put this. If Watson has three touchdowns and ends up with three or 400 yards receiving – I would probably choose him as rookie of the year. I think that's just too much dominance, even in such a short amount of time. And uh, Damon Pierce does have some rough matchups coming up 
he plays Detroit or Detroit, excuse me, Dallas this week. And I just think they're going to eat him alive because that team Davis Mills is also starting. And like you said, Nico Collins and Brandon cooks are both, you know, I think he's just going to have such a, a garbage game. I, I do like Garrett Wilson. He's been pretty consistent throughout the year. David um, brought up a good point too, with really inconsistent quarterback play. He's had three me, different starting quarterbacks this year. You can yeah. make an argument for for Watson having inconsistent quarterback play, though. Broken thumb. I mean, that's an argument you can make. I mean, you saying. could you could also yeah, argue. But nobody's can, nobody's Brandon, really going to look at it like concussion. that. Yeah, they should. That's how it kind of works. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, he had Aaron Rodgers, and that's just the truth. That's fair. That's fair. That's just the truth. Um, okay, so currently I have Watson, and then I have Walker, and then I have Damian Pierce, and then Wilson, or Olave and Wilson. Wilson won? Okay. Yeah. I just think I really he's been super consistent over the next five weeks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's still a lot of a ball left to be playing. Like I said, right. if Watson continues his dominance and has, you know, 400 or so or 350, 400 yards receiving and at least three touchdowns, I just don't think you can kind of scoff at that right. unless someone else has an equally as dominant part, oh, which yeah. none of the other rookies have been as dominant as Watson has the last four weeks or in a four week period. <laughs> even right. so i think there's an opportunity yep i agree okay so i don't even have pierce on my list um really shame on you okay yeah this is my argument for pierce that team's horrible right yeah so all those yards empty we talk about garbage time stats all the time right with kirk cousins and he's got he's garbage got stats too all right but here okay so Gar- argument, argument against that how do you how do you have garbage time stats on a garbage team so okay, it's just like as a, a running back. As a running back, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm gonna make a basketball analogy. There's been horrible teams. Horrible teams. Somebody has to score the fucking ball, right? Somebody has to get the goddamn ball. He's the only playmaker on that team outside of Brandon Cooks. Just hand him the ball 25, 30 times a game. Throw it to him a couple times, dude. He's gonna put up stats. I think his stats are. I'm not even. He doesn't even make. He's a good player. I'm not taking that away from him, but for me, the four players I have ahead of him are better this year. He has less than 200 carries. But how? But how many receptions does he have as well? Uh, 19, I, just, I think. I just saw. Yeah, I was like 19 or something. I'm pulling it up right now. He's definitely not because I have him uh, in a dynasty league, and he he's definitely not a huge carries. PPR guy. He only has 10 receptions. Oh no, that's in the last five games. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, okay. He has 30 receptions. He's got 30 receptions. Yep. And, so two re- and only one receiving touchdown, though. Yep. And how many He's rushing touchdowns? 1,026. He has three rushing touchdowns. Or five. So he, has, he has four touchdowns. Three, three, t- yeah, three he has four total. One receiving. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I, I'm interested in who you have over him. Okay. So my number four, I have Chris Olave. Um, okay. I just don't feel his impact is as big. And when I talk about awards, I want guys that actually make an impact. Like MVP, I want that guy. I want, yes, I want that guy to be the best player, the most valuable player in the NFL. And he means the most to to winning, right? So then number three, I have Garrett Wilson. And 
David kind of made me rethink some things, <laughs> but this is what I have on the paper. Um, I think Wilson's been fantastic, honestly, for the situation that he's had at quarterback. And they were kind of a run first team at first. And then they've um, won, they've ran through like Reese Hall is the guy we could be talking about at this point if he never got hurt. Yeah, no, that's sad because I think he was going to run away. He with was doing, I think he was going to run away with he the was doing great. Or... <laughs> Yes, it yeah. was. Um, and number two, I have Christian Watson. Um, just basically for sheer fucking dominance. And this Packers offense looks evolved with a speed guy. Think of that. Think of the 180 this offense took when they got speed on the field. But we could have kept uh, MVS. No, he would not <laughs> like Watson. Now, I was an MVS guy. I was. An I don't. MVS I guy. don't think you could have rolled your eyes any harder than you just did. I was you're an lucky MVS guy. You're in a different state, or I would drive to your house and smack you. <laughs> and, that name up. And number one. I have I have Walker. I have Kenneth Walker as my number one guy, my lead horse guy right now. Um, now hold on. People were writing off Geno Smith, right? And now people are throwing flowers at Geno Smith. And we talked he about deserves the, it. Yes, yes. Now hang on. We talked about the impact that run game and play action game can have for an offense. Having a dominant running back like Walker, he has nine rushing touchdowns. He was not There's supposed to do that. nine touchdowns too. I know. But nobody was talking good about the Seahawks team, and now they're in playoff position. And I think a lot of it is because they have a dominant run game now. No, nope. Name one offensive lineman on the Seahawks right now. Uh, they picked up two rookies, Abraham Lucas and uh, Tra- uh, Cross. I forget Charles his name. Cross. Charles Cross. Motherfucker. Charles Cross is the only one I know on that offensive line. <laughs> He's the only one I know. I know some things. That was, that was very he didn't good. even have any smoke come out of his ears on that. <laughs> That's because I remember talking about him during the draft. Yeah, Tim, we'll, we'll be watching tackles. the game in a second here. Um, yep. I also uh, had I also guessed that Charles Cross was going to the Seahawks. Yeah, you Attaboy. did. I, I guess the Romeo Dobbs was coming to the Packers. Yeah, let's go. And Christian um, Watson. I had him number five. But other still, than that, I'm, you, like, you, I'm framing my notes on that, that I had him as the number five receiver coming into the draft. I think it's seven. I, we talked about this last week, didn't we? We or, did, dude. Yep. Yeah. I had, and I'm going to bring I, it up again just because it makes me sound good. I was really low on him, so shame on me, but... <laughs> It is hey, we like being wrong about stuff like that, though. It if happens. It works in our benefit, yes. Yes. It is what it is, man. We, we just made – really, when you, when we do draft prep, I feel like it's a lot of high test. And it's a lot of personal yeah. preference, too. Yeah. True. True. Like, I had Garrett Wilson as the number one. I, f- I forgot who I had. I, I also had Garrett Wilson number one. I did not have Garrett Wilson. Oh, I had Chris Olave as my number one. And now, he, now he's below Garrett Wilson in my rookie of the year. So look at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't listen to Jake, especially when it comes to draft prep. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy, you know? Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there about the Bears game, about Christian Watson, anything Packers related this week? The Packers are on a bye, so there's not a preview this week. Um, oh. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there? Fuck the Bears. Oh, uh, true. Oh, naturally. I was gonna say, I think it's. I think this. Uh, I know it's. It's always great to see a bye week. It'll be good to see Romeo Dobbs come back. I oh, think yeah. this gives a. So this gives another game, and it's gonna be Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking pumped, man. I'm gonna be crying on Tuesday morning because it's so late. But you know, it'd be like that. So. Happy tears. <laughs> Happy tears. Happy Fuck tears. It. But yeah, I'm excited. To, and this gives uh Rogers a little bit more time to heal too from his. 
Yep. His Knicks. Well, he said actually in his interview, he said that we, he expects the thumb to be a non-issue after the buy. I'm all for it. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask: Do you guys put much thought into that Jason Wildy thing uh, story about Rogers and Love? I didn't see it. It was the uh, it was the thing JR posted in the chat. It was like uh, oh. there are expectations that if. Jordan oh, Love, is Love to, would request a trade. Yeah, he would request a trade if he was asked to sit again next year. I don't I know. Him. So I normally I scoff at stuff like that, but I like Jason Wildey. I think a lot of the stuff that comes out, he's really good about. I think if there's um, a deal that you're comfortable Schefter take with, notes. that you could do it. A I trade? Or... For the sake of trading him, but if there's a deal that you're comfortable with and say – Say it's the fourth round and the Packers, you know, pick up a quarterback that they like that can back up Aaron Rodgers. Say they sign a guy like this is an interesting thing I think they should consider. I think he's gonna end up getting picked up by shoot, I don't remember what team I saw he was gonna get picked up by. Um, but maybe bringing in Carson Strong, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, yeah. He's a he's back. a free agent now. No, he's gonna I saw a thing last week that he's gonna sign a futures deal with somebody. Hmm. But you know, if if there's a guy out there that you either get in the draft or from free agency of some way, shape, or form that you feel comfortable moving on from Jordan Love, and there's a deal out there that you feel is a fair deal for both you and Jordan yeah. Love, like, I'm okay with it. I'd like to see him get his chance, but not in 2023. Sorry. I know this is like off-season talk, right? And I'm not trying yeah. to get too far into and it. And but David I think if – I think part if, of the season predictions as well. Right, and we'll we'll kind of come back to this too. Yeah, if Let's, if the yeah, Packers take anything less than a first for them, they're gonna get shit on hard. I would I would take a second rounder for him. I would really, take a sec- I would take a second rounder for him too. Yeah, he's still unproven. Right, and this this I think is why that's I, true too. This is why but, I was getting on Bears fans because they're like, I want to lose, and like we said, there's no fucking guarantee that that guy's gonna be good just because you draft yeah. high, just because I, he was a first round pick. That doesn't guarantee that Jordan Love's going to be good. He was horrible his first couple of years. His mechanics. I agree. Bad. I just. I, I've seen way too much improvement, in my opinion, just from what I've seen, the little that he's played, that I think Green Bay is going to ask for more than what you guys are saying. Oh, they're definitely going to ask for more. Well, they're going to ask. Oh, yeah, and, ask. And if I had my personal preference, I would keep him because I yep. think Rod, next year is Rogers last year. I agree. I've, I I've so always too. felt that in my heart. Like yep. when he signed, I was like, "We get two more years, of Aaron. So let's let's go fucking get one." I'm kind of, I honestly, I I want them to figure out a way to make it work. I agree. Like I I want to be right about love so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I mean, right. I saw I want to put out a love apology, apology for him. I will I will <laughs> it's, make it's it in the to do list. <laughs> All right, rapid fire. Give me last four games of the season predictions. Jake, go. What do we got? We got the Four Rams. Baby. Four and oh, baby. We Rams, play the Rams, Dolphins, Dolphins Lions, Vikings, Vikings. Lions. Is it in Miami? Yes. I don't and it's that. on Christmas Day. So, Ugh. yes. And it, and it, I believe it's a nightcap game. I believe it's a nightcap. Cool. I can double check. But I'm going to say three and one. I'm I, also going to say four and oh because we can't settle for anything less. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm cheering for four and oh, but I think well, we're all cheering for four and oh. But when, when Rogers says that his thumbs are not an issue and we're getting Romeo Dobbs back, mm. it's go time. It's go time. 
Yeah, like um, I said, and I'm, and I'm saying 4-0 and because we can't settle for anything less. And LaFleur talked about it, that whoa. the losing on purpose hasn't even crossed their mind. So I'm ready to do it. Bear, bears take notes. We are the noon game on Christmas. Oh, okay. So nice. I get the open presents. My family's going to leave to go by, by her mom's house, and I got to watch the Packer game in peace. Let's fucking go. Sick, we got to win now. We got to win now, dude. And then, no the, and then the I'm Bucks play at four. So right after right, the Packers so win, nice. after the Packers win, we get to watch the Bucks beat the Celtics. Oh, yeah. and the next day off, dude. Can't wait for Christmas. Let's go. Nice, David. Let's I think go. they can. Um, Simon's about to get robbed on camera. Uh, so. Probably. Um, just record this. <laughs> I think they, I think they can stop Miami. Whether or not they will, will obviously be seen in a couple weeks. Dave's got a pressure to it to you know speed his clock up, but that's just how I would beat them. Obviously, you're not going to stick with the speed. We're going to play a lot of zone that game, so we might get killed. All right. Well, we will see you guys next Friday. We'll have some some preview for Packers and Rams, the game that I will be at. So I will see you guys next week. All right. Later, brother. Later. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.